I know they have Derrick Henry. Anybody else think Mike Vrabel could just play running back for the Titans and they would still be just fine? What's up, everybody? Welcome to another episode of Lombardi Time Brews. I am your host, John Delray. Today, we are previewing Packers versus Titans, the Thursday night football matchup coming up tomorrow night in Lambeau Field. So before we dive into info about the Titans and how the Packers may go about actually beating the Titans and 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 winning two in a row. That's that's a win streak, y'all. So before they try to accomplish that, let's just go over the injuries because for both teams, this is not the shortest list. Much like the Packers, the Tennessee Titans have been battling quite a few injuries on their team. Um, in a lot of ways, these are two relatively similar teams in a lot of ways. So let's start with the injuries. First of all, Randall Cobb. He has been activated off of the IR. He is not yet officially on the 53, so that will need to be corrected before he can actually play in tomorrow night's game. Given that this is a Thursday game, they can activate him day of, so we'll see what happens with that potentially tomorrow. Uh, In addition, we know about the couple roster moves that the Packers made earlier this week. Amari Rodgers has been released. Just straight up cut. Goodbye gone you know Matt LaFleur in his press conference talked about how Amari Rogers did all of the right things was a commendable man off the field Uh, you heard Sammy Watkins talk about the voicemails that he left every wide receiver ultimately this is just a situation where his football prowess didn't work out now did the Packers use him appropriately I think there's a lot of room for debate there over the year and a half that Amari Rogers was in a Packer uniform But nonetheless, he is gone. He has been released. The other release uh, is that of Kylan Hill, seventh-round running back of last year, who suffered a torn ACL after being kick returner for them for a bit last year, battled back, came back. Now, this one's different. This one doesn't sound like it was football performance at all. Matt LaFleur talking in his press conference about how the Green Bay Packers have standards, and no matter how big or small your role is, you are expected to do that role and be supportive of, of the other people in your position group and mm, things of that nature. So did Kylan request to go elsewhere? Did he just throw a hissy fit? We don't know. But we do know that it certainly was something in that line that uh, that eventually got Kylan Hill off the roster. So uh, they did sign Patrick Taylor back to the 53. Uh, he had been there for a good chunk of the season already or using practice squad elevations as well, but he is now on the 53. He is the number three running back. Tyler Goodson still there on the practice squad, but Kylan Hill is gone. As as uh, Amari Rogers' future is, Amari Rogers' future, he has already been claimed on waivers by the Houston Texans, who happen to have the first waiver spot. So, got to think there was a lot of interest there league-wide in Amari could the Packers maybe have swung a trade at the deadline if they were willing to do it then? 
Who knows? We're just speculating on the past. But what we do know is that Amari Rodgers, Kylan Hill, no longer Green Bay Packers. Patrick Taylor is on the 53. We will see what happens with Randall Cobb tomorrow. Now, beyond that, uh, in terms of questionables, doubtfuls, outs for the Green Bay Packers, we got a couple questionables, David Bakhtiari and Elton Jenkins. As I've been saying for a few weeks, expect those two to be questionable for a while. Um, you know, given the fluid nature of both of their knees, how fragile both of their health is, Bakhtiari more so than Elton, but still... Still Elton, too. Uh, they are both questionable. I am not concerned about them actually playing, as we've seen the Packers just keep on making them questionable just in case. Devondre Campbell, inside linebacker, he is out. Romeo Dobbs is out. Now, I do find it very interesting that Romeo has not been put on the IR yet. Uh, they may be keeping a roster spot for him just in case he's able to come back quick. Maybe. Fingers crossed. But he is out for tomorrow. And then Shamar Jean Charles, the cornerback special teamer, he is doubtful for the game tomorrow. Now, the Tennessee Titans, a little bit of background there. Holy buckets, do they got some injuries just like the Packers. Uh, already on IR was Taylor Lewin, their offensive tackle. Joining him on IR this week was Caleb Farley, their cornerback with a herniated disc. Uh, in terms of just out for this game, uh, you see names like Randy Bullock, their kicker, uh, Bud Dupree, the outside linebacker, edge, uh, one of their best pass rushers, uh, Mari Hooker, uh, the safety, Johnson, the defensive back, I mean, just a, a bunch of names, Ben Jones, their center, all out. In terms of questionable, they've got Elijah Molden, the defensive back, and perhaps the biggest injury in this game, whether he plays or not for either team, Simmons, the defensive tackle. He is an absolute game wrecker when he is active. If he can't go, that's a huge break for the Packers. But we'll see. We'll see. We do know that Vrabel likes to play coy with his injury designations. This has been going on for years. And especially coming off of a, a short week, or this, at the very least, being a Thursday game. You know, these aren't official practice designations. These are estimates by the team trying to say, what would the player be had we practiced all week? So take it with a grain of salt. We'll see if we see Simmons on the field tomorrow night. Now, Titans Packers, who are the Tennessee Titans? Who are they coached by? Well, they're coached by Mike Vrabel, 2021 Coach of the Year. Uh, beat out Matt LaFleur for that. He also directed the Titans to the number one seed last year. Overall, on his coaching record since 2018 with the Titans, he has a record of 47-27. and 27. As we know, Matt LaFleur and he have history. LaFleur was his offensive coordinator for one year. The last time the Titans of the Packers met was in 2020. This was the A.J. Dillon breakout game in a snow-covered Lambeau field. The Green Bay Packers won 40-14 to in a game that a lot of people did not think. Even in the vaulted year of 2020 when the Packers offense was lighting everyone up, everyone was terrified of Derrick Henry in this game. It didn't seem like the best matchup for the Packers. Didn't matter. A.J. Dillon came out of nowhere and they walked in to Lambeau and they won 40-14. to so how are these Tennessee Titans different than last year's? Well, they've got a couple key pieces that are gone, both of them in their wide receiver core. A.J. Brown, of course, they traded him to Philadelphia. Julio Jones was released. Who did they get instead? Well, they got Robert Woods in a trade with the L.A. Rams. Woods has not done a ton this year, but he's there. They signed Austin Hooper to a free agent contract to be the new tight end. Uh, and then their draft. They drafted Traylon Burks in the first round. Some Packer fans really liked Burks. Burks has had a very... 
up and down rookie year, I guess you could categorize it at. He certainly isn't lighting anything on fire. There are, there were, I should say, were reports of unhappiness there from the coaching staff to Burks and his development. Uh, so very up and down rookie year for Traylon Burks, but still a very talented receiver. They also got Roger McReary, the defensive back, Nicholas Pettit-Fryer, the tackle, and Malik Willis. That's their first rounds of picks. Um, Malik Willis has started a couple games for them in Ryan Tannehill's stead, but Ryan Tannehill is back tomorrow night. So, Tennessee Titans. Who are they? Offensively. I mean, they got Derrick Henry. Like, really, what more do you need to know? Their 133.4 rushing yards per game, obviously, on the back of Derrick Henry, puts them in the top third of the NFL. However... They only get 148.2 passing yards per game, which is 31st in the NFL. Ouch. 31st in the NFL, 148.2 yards passing per game. They have 18.4 points per game. That's in the bottom third of the NFL, just behind the Green Bay Packers at 18.5. Overall, though, this has not been a good offense. And I'm not even just talking, yeah, the weeks that Ryan Tannehill was out and Malik Willis was in, then there was no passing attack whatsoever. But even then, this has not been a high-profile Tennessee offense. It's been basically Derrick Henry with little shades of other guys here or there. And that's it. And that's, that. yeah, that's it. In terms of yards per game, this team is dead last in the NFL. How did, How are they this good? How do they have six wins on the season? You know, their only three losses on the year have come against the Chiefs, Bills, and Giants. I mean, that's that's not a bad crew to lose to, right? So how are they this good? Well, it's all because of their defense. Yeah, we know their offense is one of the worst in the NFL. Defensively, though, they're eighth best in points per game at 18.7 points per game. They're giving up only 85.1 rush yards per game. That is second in the NFL. Yeah, that, that's not great for Green Bay. They are 31st, though, and this, this is where you can get the defense a little bit. They're 31st in the NFL and 272 pass yards per game given up. However, they get after the quarterback really well. I mean, sure, maybe their defensive backs can't cover. Maybe they give up a lot of yards, but they force turnovers and they get to the quarterback. They have 29 sacks on the year that's tied for third in the NFL. They have nine interceptions on the year that's tied for fourth in the NFL. Maybe their pass defense is bend but not break because they give up a lot of yards. But their defense is great. Eighth best, 18.7 points per game. You know the rushing stats, you know the turnover and the sack stats. Those are fantastic. This defense is imposing. And you know what? I'm going to talk about it later too, but they've gotten this 29 sacks, nine interceptions. They almost never blitz. They have one of the lowest blitz rates in the entire NFL. That front of the Tennessee defense is great. And they get after the quarterback all on their own. So they don't need to send extra blitzers. They don't need all this other stuff. And that's even with Bud Dupree out. So now if Simmons is able to come back, or if Simmons can't go, this is still a very, very talented front that doesn't need to blitz. This is how they win games. So how do the Packers need to bid this team? I think there are four keys to the game. This is truly one game. You know, it's just, it's it's a total cliche, right? You could say football boils down to the trenches. Always. Uh, in this game, I think it's legit. I, <laughs> I think this game 
truthfully, more than most other games, boils down to the trenches. And so both points one and two have something to do with that. Point one, if you are the Packers defense, attack, 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 attack. Get after Derrick Henry, hit him early. The Tennessee offensive line is a pretty good run-blocking offensive line, but when it comes to pass blocking, when you combine PFF and ESPN's metrics, no matter what way you want to spin it, no matter what advanced stat you want to go by, they are one of the three worst pass-blocking offensive lines in the NFL. That's right, spin it however you want. One of the three worst offensive lines for pass-blocking in the NFL. So attack, attack. Attack. I want this to be not quite to this extreme, but like Kansas City against Jordan Love last week. Go after them. Make everything difficult for this offense. Make it be that Derrick Henry is the one who has to beat you. Number two. On the other side of the trench. I already talked about how good this front is. How well Tennessee gets to the quarterback without even blitzing. If Simmons is playing, it's even worse. Protect. Put an emphasis on your protection. Do not allow Tennessee's front to get near Aaron Rodgers and allow him to see color. In my opinion, even though they are the second best running defense in the NFL, I want you to run at them. Run at them, run at them, run at them. The offensive version of attack, attack, attack. Use the play action. Use Christian Watson's speed with elements of Cobb if he's able to come back. Sammy Watkins, Al Lazard blocking his tail off. All of it. I want to see that offensive game plan from last week. Take it, duplicate it. Maybe a tilt more towards the pass because the Titans can't defend it. But the philosophy should remain the same. Pound it at them. Play action. Take your shots efficiently and when necessary. And protect. Protect, protect, protect. Use all the chips. All the whatever you want. Get Mercedes Lewis on the field. Get Leon Lazard on the field. In the slot and the outside. Wherever. Wherever is going to work. You have to put protection on a premium in this game. Number three. Play clean. No turnovers. No penalties. And I know. I know. Win the turnover battle. You win the game. It's another total cliche. But in this case, again, I think it's really true. The Titans and the Packers are both deadlocked at 62 penalties each on the season. Win that battle. The Titans, some more stats about the Titans. I'll tell you, they got one of the best turnover differentials in the NFL. They are a positive three. The Packers do not have one of the best turnover differentials in the NFL. They're still in the bottom third. You're deadlocked at penalties. They have so far been better at turnovers. Don't let this game become just a back and forth. Also, the Tennessee Titans, they run some of the fewest plays in the NFL. I don't see the numbers directly in front of me right now. I know I wrote it down. I just must be missing. Ah, there it is. Second fewest plays per game in the NFL at 56 plays per game. Don't let them just control the clock. Clog the lanes, hit Henry, bring him down. Do whatever you got to do, but don't let them control the clock. Don't allow yourselves to get back into a corner. Get Tennessee behind the sticks. Make them play sloppy football and dictate to you. Or I should say answer to you. That's better. But that's the truth of it. These are two teams that have way too many penalties on the year. Kind of uncharacteristically for both teams. Win that battle. Don't turn it over. 
don't let this be a tit-for-tat boxing match. Number four, be healthy. Look, this isn't in their control. We all know that, right? But the Green Bay Packers can't afford. Imagine if another wide receiver goes down tomorrow. Huh. <laughs> Imagine if an offensive lineman goes down against this front. Or or uh, a defensive lineman. Or another inside linebacker. Or whatever. You just, you can't. Your margin for error is too small. You've lost too much already. This is a must-win game for you. It's not a must-win game for the Titans. So, I know it sounds dumb. I know all of these could be sounding dumb, but, like, it's true. This is the key to this game. Dominate the trenches, offensively and defensively, whatever that means. Whether you got to bring in extra for protection, whether that means you got to bring extra blitz. I don't care. Dominate the trenches. Play clean, turnover-free, penalty-free. Be disciplined. You're going to have to be disciplined against Derrick Henry. Stay in the run lanes, but make sure you cover all of them. Set your edges on the outside. When it looks like a pass play, attack the living hell out of this god-awful pass-blocking offensive line. If you can do all of that and keep your best players on the field, the Green Bay Packers stand a really good chance to win this game. That's it. I'll be there. Lord knows I'm rooting for it. I will be there. That's right. No late night Lombardi time brews with a post-game reaction tomorrow night, but I will be back on Friday. Shoutouts, get-outs, initial reactions, etc., etc. I will be back on Friday. Just no initial post-game video tomorrow night. So, uh, as always, I hope you had a wonderful day today. I know the schedule's all screwy this week. I hope you're keeping up with it. I know Thursday night football scheduling-wise can be a pain in the butt. But not nearly as bad at us as it is for the players. So enjoy the game tomorrow night. I hope you had a great day today. I hope you have a great day tomorrow. And as always, Go Pack Go.